Hi, everybody. This is Jim Cornette, pro wrestling legend, and you're listening to the Book in the Territory Unprofessional Wrestling Podcast. This is the artist formerly known as Daryl Van Horn, James Mitchell, the Sinister Minister, and I'm here to let you know I would rather slam my cock in a car door than to miss the dulcet tones of Hard Body Harper, my illegitimate son on Booking the Territory podcast. Who <laughs> messy this is professional wrestler Jimmy Vine, the Boogie Wicker Man. Tell my people, my brothers and sisters, don't you dare, don't you dare miss Booking the Territory. Oh, yeah. This is a one man gang. You're listening to Booking the Territory Pro Wrestling Podcast. <laughs> Welcome back, everyone, to this week's episode of Booking the Territory, the unprofessional wrestling podcast, where today we're talking NWA Saturday night on TBS from July the 2nd, 1988. I'm sitting here with Doc and Hard Body Harper. Back together in the saddle, boys. Harper, how are you doing? I'm doing great. Let's get this show rolling. I hear you. And what he mean, and what he means by that is let's get it over as soon as possible so that I can go find this listener who wants me to sex up his wife. Who? He, he doesn't know about that. I know. I got to tell him. Harper, hold on uh, to your britches, but there's a girl out there that needs some Harperizing. Well, she can take a number and get in line. I was going to say, only one? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, let's just jump into it. So, first let's get off. Filthy. First off. You gotta realize, hold on. You got to realize that any patron wife that we have out there, or patron girlfriend, has got to be like throwing a tennis shoe down a hallway. So that's careful. nice. You don't want to fall into that shit. Wow! Like, like, like got, it'll be, got it'll a be lot like a lot of patrons who are married. That's what's out of I don't believe that for a second. But it'd be like falling in the pool in Poltergeist. Man, you can't get the. Uh! <laughs> God, that shit used to scare the shit out of me. That used used to scare me to motherfucking death. You move the headstones, but not the graves. <laughs> that movie was real. Oh, God. That when movie scared me. Open. Yeah. The when he peeled st- off his face. Yeah. Oh, God. We're right at that age where that movie terrified us as kids. Oh, hell yeah. You're going to peel off this broad's face after you're done with it, right? Jesus you know, Christ. The Saints made an appearance in that movie. In what movie? In a poltergeist. The scene when he's watching a football game. And, and there's there's a scene where, where he's 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 watching the Rams play the Saints and the guy next door has the same TV and he keeps hitting the channel and he's and he keeps changing the channel. Yeah, on his I remember TV. That. yeah it's the Rams versus the Saints. That's what he's How trying to watch. Hell did you remember that? How can I not? He, he knows that. Yeah. Who well, Super Bowl. Here's the thing. Ready. Let's go ahead and make uh, somebody really sad that they are sorry that they uh, asked for a shout out. Go ahead, Mike. Well, first, as we get rolling, special shout out to our largest patron contributors monthly, disrespectfully, classy, Marky Blassie, Kyle Riley, Mike Childry. Thank you very much. And then. 
Got a couple of new patrons, and that's what I need to mention, and that's where Harper needs to give uh, this person a shout-out. But let me mention new Patreon member Matt Bricker. Thanks for signing up on Patreon. Longtime Patreon member also Don Depinette bumped up his pledge, became a BTT Hall of Fame member. Don, thank you very much for bumping up your pledge, and thank you for your continued generosity and support on Patreon. And new patron and BTT Hall of Famer, uh, he goes by the name of at M-D-Q-F-O-R life. So at M-D-Q for life on Twitter. He said, uh, I love the show. Been binge listening at work. At least two episodes of NWA WCW a day, if not more. It helps me deal with the spot monkey turds I have to contend with on a daily basis. Thank you all so he's for a improving. Co-wor- so he's a, he's a co-worker of ours, huh? <laughs> no telling, man. He says, thank you all for improving my day. My wife loves Hard Body Hopper and wants a shout out from him <laughs> if possible. Send Hopper me some can... fucking tit pics. <laughs> That's <laughs> fucked up. <laughs> He's just himself. That's fucked up. Yeah, that's a man's wife. That's a man's wife right there. I mean, that's fucked up. You might drizzle your jizzle on her, but you don't want to. Uh, you what? don't want to get involved in in in, in 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 other people's situations like that. It, it, yeah, because at some point he's gonna you're gonna whip it out, and he's gonna get jealous about how yours keeps going and his doesn't. And yeah, don't. it's like. It's like when, like, Paul Roma thought it was a great idea to join a horseman, and he's like, this was a bad idea. Yeah. You're Arn Anderson, and he's Paul Roma. No, I'm Paul Roma. I'm like the young fucking stud, and they're like, well, fuck, I didn't know that this kid was this damn good. We got to get rid of him. Hmm. This is terrible. The man said he wants a shout-out, not whatever y'all are doing. All All right. Well, is she listening? Yeah, I think she listens to the show. Yes, is she hot? Uh, but come on, I mean, I'm sure she's a good woman. Yeah, what? See, I mean, she married a doctor. She's got to be hot, right? He didn't answer that question. Oh, I cut out for a second. What's going on? Hey, how about the Cowboys, man? We're back on it. Mike, you want to play that Super Bowl cut real quick? I mean, it's still wrong, so I don't know if I'm going to play it. 16 and 0 Super Bowl suck it. No, I'm not wearing it out. Yeah, buddy. I'll wait till y'all lose as y'all are 4 and 3 and the media is talking about y'all made a statement win and back in Super Bowl contention. We are. Who's this guy's wife? Yeah, who is I don't, she? I don't know. He didn't say. He just said his wife... His wife loves you and wants a shout-out, if at all possible. What's a good slutty name, Harper, that we can assign to this Come on. Jasmine? Jasmine, maybe? Jasmine Guy, remember her? Yeah, what about Crystal? Crystal? Crystal is a good one. With a K is even worse. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Brandy Brandy with two E's. Oh, God. (laughs) Jesus, that's just El Camino greatness. <laughs> I got one, Harper. Stephanie. Uh-huh. Stephanie, yeah. Is that a good one? That's nice. <laughs> what? Yeah, that's real classy, Michael. 
How about Ashley with two E's? Oh, Jesus. That's a good one, Doc. Ashley with two E's. It All right. Rhymes. And she, you know right. she's going by Smashley. Look out, dude. All right. Eight well, minutes. Shout out. A- Ashley, Ashley, is suburban, Ashley is suburban white girl for give me some ropes across my nose. Oh, that's wow. Nice, Doc. Come on. What is wrong with you? What are you, 12? Well, yeah. we've had a lot of people that said lately that the filth factor hasn't been high enough, and I'm just trying to give the sweet patrons what they came here to get. All right. So, did we do the shout out or not? What? What? what shout out to your boy's wife. There you yeah. go. All right. So here we have it. So Matt Bricker, thank you. Uh, MDQ for life, thank you. And Don <laughs> Depinette, thank you as well. As we get ready to get rolling, Doc, you got anything else before we jump into NWA? I'm ready to go, pal. Steven Jaworski, his his team sucks. I don't care. Oh, my God. Let's get into wrestling. That poor guy. I like wrestling. I do, too. Hey, you know what, patrons? Guess what, guys? If you're not a patron, you probably need to think about it. Uh, Mike and I are starting to make plans for the uh, Great American Bash recording session. And, um, hey, we're we're already talking about some of our big recording plans for over the holidays so that uh, we can make sure we keep getting shows out on time. So uh, the years keep rolling by, but the hits keep on coming. We got to see. We got to at least get Hopper for the Tower of Doom segment of it. Tower of Doom. Holy. piece of horse. Jesus. Leave it at that. All right, so we'll get rolling. Uh, we are doing July second, nineteen eighty eight, NWA Saturday night. I mean, the Bash pay per view is a, a week and a day away, so they're rolling towards that. The show kicks off. It is um, shenanigans at the beginning. Nikita and Al Perez are doing battle, and there's all kind of stuff happening in the ring with these two and whatnot. And Gary Hart's involved in it, and I don't have anything else from it. We'll talk more later. Uh, they tell us as we go to the studio that the bash is underway, uh, the, the the Great American Bash tour, not the pay-per-view. The pay-per-view is one night, but of course you have the tour as well. And that's about it. And just as Tony says that, uh, Flair runs in to cut a promo to get this god darn show going. So let me uh, fast forward to that now because we don't skip Ric Flair promos, as you know, around here, guys. So here it is. Okay, right now, though, we have all the top stars of our sport. Let's bring in the one and only World Heavyweight Champion, Nature Boy, Ric Flair. Now, on July 10th, they call it the ultimate confrontation. Nature Boy, Ric Flair, and Lex Luger for the World Heavyweight title. Well, it's all happening. Tony Schiavone, the controversy lies, but it all will be settled. Because Sunday night, July 10th, one week and one day, Ric Flair, the world's heavyweight champion will walk down aisle knowing without a doubt that in his mind and in the minds of all the wrestling experts, he is the very best this sport has to offer. Then Lex Luger, the greatest physical phenomenon to ever come along in professional wrestling, the youth the speed, the endurance, the hunger to become number one. Watch the other aisle. Now, Luger, I'm glad to be involved in such a great match. It's a great honor for Ric Flair to be recognized as the world champion. 
But pal, you will never see Ric Flair drop that title or be defeated in Baltimore, Maryland. The bottom line is, Luger, you're going to have to dig down deep inside. It's not going to be those muscles. It's not going to be all that glamour and all that glory. It's going to be your ability and your ability alone that'll put you on top of Ric Flair. You've got to be able, pal, to walk that aisle and do what you promised the world you can do. Buddy, don't bet on it because Ric Flair and diamonds are forever. Man's another two men in the spotlight are Barry Windham and the American Dream. All right, I'll pause it there. We're going to go to a Barry and JJ promo, but uh, Doc, what you got from Flair right there? I mean, it's pretty standard issue for him, which is still better than what anybody else can. But. <laughs> Jim, what, is you, what is it with you and hitting that mute button? What are you talking about? Okay. But I always liked the line that he would throw out back in the days that you've got to go out and do what you told the world that you could do. Because mm -hmm. how many people in this world are always cutting promos in life? And not a damn one of them ever can follow up on what the I mean, you guys, the spot monkeys at work, the people at church, the people at youth sports that can't show up at time. Our lives are littered with these motherfuckers that just can't do what they say they're going to do. And he's out here telling you Lex Luger is just another one of those guys. Yeah, he's got the muscles, but that ain't going to cut it. He's just another asshole like the rest of all those people that you deal with every day. Hopper, what you got? Basically, he said it takes more than a coat of paint to make it on Thunder Road. Something like that. Basically what he said. You got all those muscles. You look great. But once you step in a ring with me, you got to have the ability. All now, show and yeah, no go. Right. We had a kid. We had a kid at youth sports the other youth soccer the other day. This little motherfucker showed up looking like Macho Man Randy Savage. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. He had a they had an orange uniform. He had an orange bandana tied around his head, hanging with the with the ninja things, you know, the hanging off the back. Not a headband, but tied off with the 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 things hanging down. Like, and, like fucking Rambo? Yes. And and wore orange <laughs> plastic sunglasses during the soccer game. <laughs> These are seven and eight year olds. And if y'all remember correctly, a couple of years ago, we had a youth sports fight. This is the same team we had a fist fight with. So I saw it coming on the calendar. The schedule was like, let's go get these motherfuckers. And they rolled out cutting promos on us. We didn't have enough players. We were down a player. They were cutting promos on us before the game. The parents were cutting promos. And the game started, and we shut their asses down we be, we shut them out. We beat them, and at the end, Macho Man was over there with his tongue hanging out because he was all show and no go. So if you're gonna cut a fucking promo in your life out there, you better be re ready to back it up, bitches. Bitches. All right. Well, we worked that said. little kid too. We worked that little kid too. We put we put little Latrell back in the middle, and I told him I said every time that kid gets the ball, run at him and make his life miserable. Because the seven-year-old kid doesn't like somebody running at him in soccer and just kicking it away from him. Kid was kid was just tired at the end and fussy. 
He's like, here's your bottle, little boy. All right, let's go to Barry Windham and J.J. Dillon on that note as Doc is abusing seven-year-olds. Dusty Rhodes, let's go up to the ring. David Crockett with the U.S. Heavyweight Champion. The student and the pupil, the United States Heavyweight Champion, Barry Windham, Dusty Rhodes, July 10th, Baltimore. You know, I'll tell you what, the Nature Boy laid it down right there. He said it's one week away. Well, I will tell you what, one week is all you have left, Dusty Rhodes. One week is all that you have left in your wrestling career. Because what you're going to do is go home and tell your wife how bad that your student was on this given day. Because I am going to give you the wrestling lesson of your life. And this championship right here, Dusty Rhodes, is going to stay in the horseman camp. J.J. Dillon has assured me, and I have been training as hard as I ever have in my life, to keep the United States Heavyweight Championship. Dusty Rhodes, look at me very close. You've known me for a long, long time. There's no fear in my eyes and no fear in my heart. When I step into the ring with you, I'm going to do whatever it takes, picking you up, putting you up on the top rope, and dropping you down 15 feet, be it when I'm stretched out 15 feet to the mat. You are not going to walk out of Baltimore, the United States heavyweight champion. One particular thing before you walk away, Dusty Rhodes made the statement he taught you everything but one thing, and that was how to lose. That's the one thing he never had to teach you because you're not a loser. You never have been and never will be a loser. I never learned, JJ. I never learned. All right, let's go to Tony and Jim Ross. Uh, all right. Any thoughts, Doc, on JJ and Barry right there? I really like that look with Barry throwing down the ponytail. He looks like a dirt bag with it on, which is great. Um, yeah. That was an, and we haven't seen that, so I like that. Uh, Harper liked it too. Uh, and maybe I was thinking Dusty should pull out the Weaver lock here, right? I remember that. Yeah. Sure. Hopper, what you got from it? Yeah, I, I like his ponytail. I guess this is when he's when he's gonna start leaning more towards that. I guess, huh? With the ponytail, he, just, he looks like a prick. Yeah, no, it's fucking he, perfect. Yeah, they can just they can picture a fucking marble light hanging out of his mouth. Jesus Christ! No kidding, marble light—that's what he'd smoke. Not 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 the reds. Oh God! Oh, no, he's a Marlboro Light because he's still got to work later. Right. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you hear the stories about that guy? Like, uh, I think Ar I think I've heard Arn Anderson say he never worked out a day in his life. Yeah, but he can just go. I don't know. I don't know. Good stuff though, man. He's he's getting tuned up. He's ready for his match. And uh, yeah, he's he's basically telling Dusty, "You ain't getting none of this, pal." We then go to Ronnie Garvin, who defeats Larry Stevens. Garvin does a little stretching of Stevens. He steps on him, slaps him around a little. It wasn't as bad as we've seen in the past. I mean, at one point, he puts his sack on, on the back of Stevens' neck. But overall, I think we've seen worse from Ronnie. He does pin him with the chin nuts, and that's that. Harper, any thoughts on Ronnie Garvin just, once again, just just treating somebody bad? You know what I love is during the commentary, I forget who says it, they said 41 men have held the NWA title. I was surprised it was that many. Yeah. That does feel they like a lot, huh? I think, I'm wondering if they're counting title changes instead of men. That's, yeah, 
I, I was thinking the same thing. Yeah, that's a lot. What is this? Eighty-eight? Come on, nah, that can't be right. It can't be right. Somebody, I mean, we could we could figure this out, but I, let's give somebody a chance here. Out in the army, somebody figure that out and send it to Mike. No, no, no. Send it to send it to Mike Mills. I will get five hundred responses. Well, that's no. perfect. That's great. You can you can do no. Yeah, it'll make no, sure that it's correct. No. And then, so, well, Lance can't. Y'all need to leave Lance alone because Lance is working on the Cotton Bowl program for SMU's <laughs> big matchup. On <laughs> <laughs> so hold on, I just did a quick search. As of as of Flair's current reign, he's in right now, which started uh, November twenty sixth of eighty seven. He's he is the. He is not the 36th champion, but it's the 36th reign, according to right. Wikipedia. So, and we know Flair was the first, held... Orville, was the first Orville Brown? Look at that. Damn, I think you wrestling got that is, right. Yeah, you got that right. Wrestling his, who's a wrestling historian? Yeah. <laughs> Orville Brown, you're right. He held that son of a gun for 501 days. Yeah, look at this. There's shit. Okay, who, who beat him Fuck for it? Fuck those guys. Who beat it from him? Who 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 did he beat for it? I mean, who did who who did Orville, Orville Brown lose to? Well, are you sure you're not having a stroke? I don't know. I, yeah, I'm sure. I don't know, Luthez. He lost it to Luthez, who then went on to keep it for one thousand nine hundred forty-one days. Sometimes it's best not to jack with me. About three or four years ago, Thog wanted to have a ma- uh, trivia contest with me. He might want to go sit down at the kids' table, pal. Okay. Don't make me turn heel again. Uh, sure. Yeah, you're you're a big big tough guy. No social well, we media presence. Just like I didn't see the Eagles. Shit. I didn't I didn't see any of the Eagles out on social media this week. They went back to Philadelphia and shut the fuck up. So you're yeah, on really social are. media? I got to no. I was just on it. I don't I'm not I was just looking. I wasn't yeah. on it on it. Mm-hmm. I don't do that. So you you you're talking shit to Phil Allen now cuz his Eagles lost. I'm talking shit to everybody. I'm feeling salty tonight. I think it's time for a heel turn. <laughs> All right, let's keep I'm going. Dress we got... up, I'm gonna dress up. I'm gonna dress up as Santa for one of these shows, and then turn on the kids. Sure. Let's go to Arn Anderson and Tully and JJ for their promo. They say the Horsemen rule the wrestling world. The World Tag Team Champions, Arn Anderson, Tully Blanchard, will they last through the Great American Bash? Well, it's obviously David through the Great American Bash. We're going to run the entire spectrum because on July 10th in Baltimore, they will defend the World Tag Team Titles. But from that point on, the horsemen are defending their pride and their dignity. And I don't care if it is a war games where you have two cages completely surrounding two rings with a cage across the top, nobody in, nobody out. It's a battle of survival of the fittest is what that's all about. And if there are other cage matches or any other type of exotic matches the promoters want to come up with during the Great American Bash, be assured of one thing, the horsemen will be ready and will reign supreme. Aaron Anderson. David Crockett, when you go into the Great American Bash and every night you wrestle the likes of Rhodes, Sting, Luger, the Road Warriors, Dr. Death, whoever it may be, and you come out of it with your hide, it's a major accomplishment. But to go into Baltimore, Maryland, and a tag match for the world, tag titles against Nikita Koloff and Sting, you got to look at all the options. you got to look at all the things that go into this match. 
Sting is a star that rose from nowhere. He came from something that I don't know, JJ can't describe, Tully Rick, we've all discussed it. He was just one of those phenomenons that comes on once in a long, great while. Nikita Koloff, you look at the background. Nikita Koloff has been a killer from day one. They have formed a fine team and they've set their sights on these and these alone, which adds credibility and luster to the tag belts. When you're a world tag team champions, it means you're the finest at what you do in this sport. And Baltimore is a showcase for the horsemen to always shine. Now Sting, you've talked to your friends, you've analyzed our technique, you've analyzed what we do, but they always want to be a little light, they always want to be easy on themselves, and they say, Tully's not big enough, Orange's not big enough, they're not smooth enough, they're not flashy enough, there's a chink in the armor, all you got to do is find it. Well, David Crockett, if you check the history books over the last two years, you'll find we didn't have to be flashy, what we had to be was champions, and that's what we did, was rise every night to what it took to be champions exactly what we'll do July the 10th in Baltimore and it's been your pleasure as usual. Alright ladies and gentlemen in Baltimore they're going to meet Sting and Nikita Koloff. Let's go to the ring and watch Sting in action. Aubrey you first this time. What do you think? There's nothing flashy about them. They just get the job done. Yeah. And I love how he, uh, he uh, put over Sting. He put over his opponent. I got that same exact note. I did too. Like same thing. My note was no, Arn was so, my exact note was Arn was solid, and he did a great job getting Sting over. You know, okay. So what you don't realize when you're listening to the promo, like you don't think about this because it's just not something that crosses your mind. I think so. He puts Sting over, right? But at the end of the day, when when he then has to, and I'm not saying this for the bash, I'm just saying just in general, when he then has to wrestle a guy like Sting and he cheats to beat him, that even gives him more credibility. Yeah. Sure. There's Funny a reason how, why they're, well, there's a reason why they're doing all this stuff, right? They're not just going out there and flipping around. Geez, there's some psychology to this. Yeah, tell in, him. In the words of Hardbody Hopper, Harper, what did you think of AEW? Well, I watched this and this, and then the Young Bucks and the and the Party Patrol people came out, and I was like, yeah, this is not for me. <laughs> nah, I'm cool. And then they're sending little little puppets out there, little mannequins. Jesus Christ. Little children. Wait, what? That Marco Stunt. If Harper yeah. saw Jesus that, Jesus he... Christ. I did saw, you... I didn't think, I thought he was a fan. <laughs> I thought that kid was a fucking fan. I saw someone share a picture. I'm like, all right, who is that? Okay, Bruh, he's a fucking he's a, a, he's Look. wrestling at a top promotion. That well, a, what oh, the fuck, bro? Popper, he's 115 pounds. I'm a soaking big, wet, holding the pallet of bricks. I'm a I'm a fairly <laughs> big guy. <laughs> Oh, go ahead, Doc. He said soaking wet with a holding a pallet of bricks. <laughs> I'm a pretty Jeez. big dude. But I ain't tough. And I ain't messing with the ring. Oh, I could take that wrestler. Bullshit. Come on. I mean, I could be. There's two wrestlers I know I could take Marco Stunt and Menace to Society. Yeah. 
But I would prefer that the guys who would probably whip my ass at least look like it. I need more Silas Young, Jay Briscoe, and, yeah. and less children. Oh, God. He looks like he should be at home playing with Pokemon cards. Look, but... I don't like Sting on here. <laughs> but Sting's a big son of a bitch that if he got a hold of me, I'm in trouble. I mean, whatever, bro. If, whatever, bro. That is right. Whatever. That's bro. what floats your boat, you know. Whatever. Let me start what, singing it. some docking into the fire. Yeah, man. How many it's, times do you think that song has been downloaded since then? I don't know, but that is—it's so catchy and it fits so yeah. good. And it's so you like docking now? I, I just—I don't know I about like it that. Now. Oh, now you like it since it's everybody ripped it. <laughs> Spotify. It's catchy, man. It's perfect for that intro. Doc, that, it's perfect for that NWA man, power I intro. What, I don't know what to tell you, Mike, because I have that on fucking vinyl. Jesus means Christ. I, I had it when it came out. That's nuts. Yeah. Bumper didn't like it I've at been, first. Been, and that was the hit. So I've been into that song now for 35 years. Ugh. So if you're just now getting here, all I can say is, come on in, pal. Don't don't get mad at me. Harper's the one that didn't like it. Oh, look, like you liked it. I did. I liked it from the beginning. I was like, that's fine. Yeah, bullshit. 1984. Yeah. We're 35 years in, Jack. God, the World's Fair was going on. Man, that's crazy, ain't it, Harper? God, look at that album cover with the fucking, like, an alligator hand coming up through the water. <laughs> he just that's a, no, no, no. That isn't that. That's tooth and nail, isn't it? Yeah, that's the album cover. Yeah, it's like an alligator claw. No, uh, that's not the album that came off of that the album that it came out off of was. Oh, it was Tooth and Nail. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's Into right. the fire. I'm falling. Man, <laughs> that song is great for that intro. Man, holy shit! Let me tell you, they doing some good stuff on that damn show. They are, man, and their people look like real wrestlers. Yeah. They can cut promos. Eli Drake. Oh my God. Those it's oh You see Did y'all watch it last week? I mean uh, it's uh yesterday. No. I, I I've only seen the I haven't seen episode three yet. No. Had, you know how uh, Jim Cornette says about the slicker than come on a gold tooth? Yeah. He says that during a oh, uh, No. Yeah. And <laughs> I saw I saw someone posted it on, I don't know, booking it, the mothership or something, and I'm like, yeah, right. I'm listening to it, and I forget the guy with a uh, homicide. He's he's shooting the promo, and he and they're bleeping the stuff he's saying. Like, I'm gonna kick your ass or whatever, and it's and it's bleeped out. And sure enough, during commentary, I was like, whoa, he he just said it. They didn't even bleep it out. Eddie Kingston's a dude with homicide, and Eddie Kingston is a freaking great promo. Yeah, and then Cornette said that slicker than come on a on a gold tooth. I'm like, damn, damn, well, fuck. That's the beauty of not being on television and just yeah. being on YouTube, right? I mean, damn, that's good though. We're not gonna play Sting. We're not gonna play Sting here, are we? Well, I was going to ask you if you had anything from it. He started talking about Nikita and him having the right haircut. And I was like, Jesus, well, I do need Doc you, must be on. blowing a gasket. Hold on. I need you to go back just a second to 1405 and see what JR says. 
All right, hold on one second. Let me go back to it. Here it is. This is 1350. Yeah. With that on one of the four horses. Little fan there with a Great American Bash t-shirt on. The Great American Bash. Great family sports entertainment for the whole family, young and old alike. And this maneuver is certainly unique. That's what you wanted to hear? He called it sports entertainment, pal. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. I was like, whoa. 1988? Yeah. Should have yeah. trademarked that some bitch. So, Doc, you got anything from Sting's promo as he talks about him and Nikita having the right haircut? I was like, uh. My right note was uh, Sting sucks. All right. Harper, anything from you? No, Sting's. It's just, he's. No, Sting's poop. <laughs> he's uh. having trouble. I'm All sorry. Right. I'm not mad at you, man. His promos Sting's... are. Mm. He's not there yet at this time. Yeah. Not the promos, man. It's just, no. you're just kind of like, uh, okay. Yeah. And you like them, so you don't really want to say nothing too bad, but it's like, uh, oh, God. All right, we go to a Great American Bash update from Tony and JR, and they plug a bunch of the cities that the Bash Tour is going to within the next week. And then JR even tells us all how to order the Great American Bash pay-per-view. That is going to be Sunday, July the 10th. Then we get a match between Al Perez, who defeats George South. Uh, we see a Latin heartthrob sign in the crowd uh, for Perez during the match. I don't have anything else from that match, Doc, to you. Yeah. Wow, that bad? Man, he's really not. He's just. Mm. It, there's a lot there, potential, but it's just not being realized. All right. Hopper, you got anything from his match? No. See? Doc, you, you got anything from his promo? Well, Gary. Uh, only, only that Gary Hart starts talking about air conditioning in Texas. And, and he fucks up and he says, Kerry Vine. Uh, uh, I mean, <laughs> Kevin Sullivan. Here, hold on. I mean, I, I want to hear the AC in Texas part. Ladies and gentlemen, Al Perez, Gary Hart, the Great American Bash, taking America by storm. It's in Amarillo, Texas, Houston, and it is in Dallas. Dallas, Texas, July the 4th. If you want to see the greatest wrestling extravaganza that has ever happened to the Metroplex, and I'm talking about the whole entire Metroplex. I'm talking as far as San Angelo, Texas, Abilene, Waco, Waxahachie. If you want to see the greatest wrestling extravaganza in air-conditioned comfort there's only one place on july the fourth and that is in the air-conditioned 19,000 seat reunion arena and the place is going to be jumping it may be 115 outside but when you walk into that beautiful reunion the home of the mavericks the home of al perez and gary hart it's going to be hot outside, but inside it's going to be so cool for everybody in that building, except you, Nikita. We're going to make it so hot on you that you will run from the ring in shame. You're coming to Al Perez's area in Dallas, Texas, Reunion Arena. We're going to finish you off, Russian. You ain't walking out of this one. You're going to be carried out because when it comes to Texas-style wrestling, other than Dusty Rhodes, the other one that does it best is none other than Al Perez. All right, July 10th, the Baltimore, the Tower of Doom. All right, so... Doc, any other First thoughts? of all, he says the Metroplex. San Angelo is 200 miles from here. 
Abilene's 150 miles from here. Right. Uh, he says Waxahachie. If you live around here, and all our local listeners will know, it's Waxahachie. Uh, and most people would know that just by reading it, but he was here and ran shows there. Uh, he's kind of, he must've been, uh, I don't know, not feeling it that night, that morning. Hopper, anything else you, you had kind of said, but you had before? No. What's the Metroplex? That's what they Jeez. call Dallas Fort Worth. Oh. Like the, because it's you got. The si- is, for all of you people around the world who don't understand, it's the size of Connecticut. Yeah, it's a it's a huge area. I thought I was talking about a, an arena. No, it's it's Dallas, east of Dallas to west of Fort Worth to up north to Denton, down south to about Waxahachie, and the shit's huge, and there's fucking people everywhere, and it's just a mess. And, all and the time. this is in '88. It wasn't nearly as packed as it is now in 2019, but it still was packed. Yeah. And it was a big deal. Let's say Reunion Arena had AC because most of the like world class, pretty much. I don't know. Let's say almost everywhere where they went, they probably weren't in AC buildings and arenas. I mean, we knew the Sportatorium was a hot box and whatnot. So that's probably why he pointed that out more than anything. In July, middle of the DFW area, it probably was 115 degrees. That's why he said that. All right, Jimmy Garvin goes on in the next match to defeat Agent Steel. Uh, precious looking, delicious. Yeah, mm. I believe the term is bodacious. I mean, that's the outfit she had on at the Clash, I think. And those bodacious tatas are. Come on, come on, that's a married woman. I You're mean, not classy. She's not, she's not my. What are you, twelve? She's not my type, but I mean. Look, you got to call a spade a spade, right? Wow. I don't think... What? You, you shouldn't talk like that. I've said right. that a million times, man. I think... Is it, if if we were calling it your type, wouldn't you call her a spade a spade? Oh, whoa. No, I'm just... Stop. Now, that's, that's dirty what up. you just said. There's nothing funny about that. What's wrong with there's, you? There's plenty funny about that. No, ain't nothing funny. Okay. So we got Precious and is about to cut a promo with Kevin Sullivan. And, um, yeah, here it is. Precious, David, you look fantastic. You look nervous. <laughs> you know what this is? Kevin, I don't know what it is. I think I know what it is, and I think I want it. You want this? Kevin. Why are you doing this? To Why me? am I doing it to you? Yes. Because you humiliated me on TV and said I was a liar. I still believe what's in this. You know, I still believe everything that's here. Kevin, why don't you just give it to me right now? I ain't giving this. Oh, yeah. Just hand it over to you. Settle this right now, Kevin. We can settle it? Yes, <laughs> we can settle it? Give yeah. It to me right now. What will you do for this? You know what I want. Kevin. What do I have to do for it, Kevin? What do I have to do for it, Kevin? What do you have to do for it? What do you have to do for it, Patty? What do you have to do for it? I'll tell you what you have to do. Come here. You want it? You want it? In Baltimore, you'll get it. Ladies and gentlemen, we'll be back. 
Okay, Doc, any thoughts on Kevin Sullivan right there? When she said, what do you want for it? What if he mm. just whipped out his dick and said, this shit ain't going to suck itself? Whoa! <laughs> wow. <laughs> Where did Jimmy Garvin go from pinning the guy? Yeah, I was for wondering. So, for so yeah. long. Yeah, see that? You can see him at the end of his match behind them. He rolls out the ring and just disappears. And I'm like, and then as soon as you see that, you see Sullivan literally just walk up. So, I mean, we'd have tore this apart nowadays if they'd have did it like that because he just appears and it. it I'm tearing it apart now. Well, what I'm saying is like if we'd have, like back then, you're like, you see it, you're like, whoa. Because he does. He, he literally, like, watch him. Oh, no, that's Agent Steel. Never mind. I thought that was Jimmy. So Jimmy rolls out the other side of the ring, and he's just standing there while this maniac approaches his wife. So, yeah, in real life, he would have been all over it right here. He wouldn't have let it go on where Sullivan's like, you want it? You want it? Let me tell you what you can do for it. I'm with you. Hubbard, what do you think? Yeah, I kept waiting for him to, to you know, attack him and yeah. defend his wife, but nah. Took he just like pulls her back, like, come on. He's just a crazy homeless guy. Yeah. Uh, Doc, any other thoughts? No, sir. So we go to Mike Rotunda, who defeats Tony Suber. Doc, anything from that? Uh, no. Harper, you? No. Another great American bash pay-per-view plug and promo is played. And then we go to a promo from Dusty and Lex. I thought it was fine, but Lex had one of those promos where he just kept talking for too long. But before I decide to play it or not, Doc, your thoughts. I thought Dusty was really good getting fired up. I thought Lex was decent, also had the same note. If he had cut it down, it would have been even better. But for four straight weeks, he's been passable, and he is taking advantage of his spot where Sting is just terrible. That's a good point. What? I just said that's a good point. And so Luger is rising up to the challenge a little bit. Now Luger's probably been in the business longer, but those Luger and Sting are kind of tied together here. Right now Luger's got the advantage. Hubbard, I'm gonna play Dusty's part and then I gotta and then I'm gonna throw it to you, okay? All right. July 10th in Baltimore, Lex Luger will go after the world heavyweight champion Ric Flair. Then the living legend, the American dream, Dusty Rhodes will challenge Barry Windham for the U.S. title. Dusty. Well, David, I think that Barry Windham just come out here just a little bit too passive, if you will. J.J. Dillon talking about game plans, talking about Baltimore, talking about the great American facts. I'm tired of talking about it. I'm tired of living with the fact that Barry Windham has something that belongs to me. Dusty Rhodes, the American dream, the United States Heavyweight title belongs to me. And everybody from Atlanta to Poland, Union, Illinois, know that when you take something from Dusty Rhodes, the American dream, you got to pay the price. You got to pay the price. And the price is the price for freedom. And now then, the bottom line with the nature bar. Be coming out here with no towel. Just a little bit jewelry. Are you just a little bit on the edge, nature boy? Are you a little bit edgy? Because I'm going to tell you, and I'm going to tell the wrestling fans, that Lex Luger, my friend, Lex Luger is the next world heavyweight wrestling champion. All right, Harper, what did you think about Dusty? He wants his belt back. Fucking Barry was too passive. Fuck you, bro. I'm going to take my belt back. 
and was it was the crowd chanting Barry yes. in the background? Yes. Fuck, yes. man. They don't cut him no slack. Shit. It almost thinks like maybe he's like speaking so fast just to get it over with. Motherfucker's well, we... over out in the, but he's over out in the arenas though. Yeah, I, I don't fucking get... fucking fucking shitheads. <laughs> Goes to show you, Roman Reigns isn't the only babyface that was booed continuously. Look at Dusty; yeah. he took it bad in the eighties uh, during this period, but. You know, you get to the arena, like Doc said, and he's cheered. I did have one other note from Lex. Man, he's going to rip off his shirt in a second. He's bone dry. It's pretty damn fascinating how he went from sweating bullets and dropping buckets of sweat to now being bone dry in his promo. Maybe he started meditating to solve his problem. You think? No, I ain't going to say that. Maybe he's, off, maybe he's off a cycle. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, right. I, I don't know the answer to this. I mean... Okay, let's hit it. Like, if be a, you, Don't be a dick. Just do it. If you if you back there snorting a line or two... Will Come that, on! Just say, say Miami Vice. I'm just asking. I don't know. You've never even smoked a joint. You just stay out of this. That's why I asked. I'm thinking, you know, like, what if he, you know, all those other times when he was sweating bullets, he had done a line or two in the back, and that's why he was sweating bullets when he's out there during his promo. I mean, that stuff does amp you up, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, does it, like, wake you up to get you going? Oh, I don't know. I mean, I don't think either one of you have done that, but maybe I shouldn't assume it. I know I haven't, so. That's nice. What are you trying to, what are you trying to say? I don't know, Harper. You 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 hang with some strange white folks from Metairie, man. Yeah. That was like a that was like a white man's drug in Metairie back in the day. Fuck, it's it's still a white man's drug. Well, that's my point. See, you know, what I'm everywhere. You, yeah, you you cross the 17th Street Canal and you go into New Orleans, and it becomes you know, pass me to whoa, whoa, green. Up, I need some up, weed with up, my back Hennessy. Up, back up, back up. Let me finish what I'm saying. No, no, no. Back 17th... up. Look at that big fat thing. Okay, hold on. Do you that's think... messed up. That big pink thing? Yeah, do you think one of them got some of that? Jesus Christ. Did they have? No. Is that where the wrestlers draw the line? That's where the world draws the line. There's not enough flour (laughs) in the world to dip her in. No. There's no fucking way. You want to explain the flour analogy? Does one of them do it? No. Not, not 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 these two guys. They're not taking that. No home. one in that roster would. Mike? I don't know about no one. <laughs> no, bro. I've seen some pretty desperate wrestlers over the years. Yeah, but these are all like TV superstar wrestlers. I've talked to the quote-unquote stars from that day and time. Yeah. And there so are... what you're saying is... Maybe someone from the Midnight or fucking Al Perez or one of them would fucking bang that that, that fucking fat broad. No, Stan Lane, Ricky Morton, they're right, not doing. They it. not yeah. right. I don't think Rick's not. Is, man, you know Rick's not. Fucking Al Perez isn't. Ronnie Tommy Garvin's Rod- not. Tommy Rogers isn't. Tommy you Rogers gotta, isn't. Uh, you got a real Barry Windham's not. You got some sloppy enhancement talent guys on the road that they get in the sloppy leftovers, too. That's fucking rough, man. 
That's just that's chicks. <laughs> that chick needs those fucking uh those fucking dealer meal cards. Come on. Remember that, 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 that <laughs> fucking uh, Richard Simmons used to sell. Fucking remember oh us sweating to the God. oldies. Yes. <laughs> Hopper, do you remember the deal meal cards? Yeah. God, that was so stupid. Isn't that fucking... Isn't that crazy how how you can just sell shit and just people... I'm gonna lose weight. I'm gonna get those deal meal cards and I'm gonna get back that body I had back when I was in high school. Yeah, okay. Doc, Hopper wasn't on the, the Smoky Mountain show we did when the beginning of the episode they plugged their new sponsor, Citramax... Do you want to explain that to him real quick? It was some sort of diet pill. We were like, dude. These people would probably crush it up and snort it in the Citramax, Hopper. What we'll kind of it? I thought it was Citrochrome. 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 You're right. God. It was, it was probably just a fucking caffeine pill. Like what truckers take. And it probably... <laughs> and it, they, those speeded up weirdos probably t- mapped out freaks took it in the smoky mountains and were like this shit's wake <laughs> they, they chased it with their freaking meth and That's and, nice. a, and a liter of mountain dew or, or what kind of what's a good smoky mountain beer doc cheap one bush schaefer oh you god go. they chased the citric citrochrome they drank citrochrome with bush schlitz and they uh chased it with some meth and rub some fuck? battery acid under their gums for good measure. <laughs> what was it called? Citrochrome. Citri- he's, like, he's Googling it. He's Googling it. I know what he's doing. It sounds Citri- like a name uh, of a fucking transformer. <laughs> Jesus Christ. It'd it probably was... be as healthy as if you melted down a transformer and drank it. <laughs> then to take Hopper. whatever this it was at the very beginning of one of the episodes that you had to, you've had to miss with us lately because of uh. the change in time, and it was like sponsored by Citrochrome, or brought to you today, Smoky Mountain Wrestling, brought to you today by Citrochrome, and I just was like, wow, that's just cruel and unusual punishment for these people. They need to lose weight, and you're gonna sell them a caffeine or a sugar pill that does nothing. Yeah, that. That's probably all it was, was just a, uh, like, fucking no-dose. Marketing as a diet pill. All right. Um, to answer your question, Doc, I think there is a wrestler out there who would who would okay. take on that challenge. Jesus, yeah. look at that. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, look oh, at that. Look at that. <laughs> Stop putting the mouse on that. Wow. <laughs> It's Come like a, it's like frosting on a donut. That's how round that belly is. They, put that, they call that um, here in in Dallas. If you listen to the sports radio station, the ticket they call that a fupa. That's a that's beyond the fupa. That's a super duper fupa. <laughs> I don't know what you call that, bro. <laughs> a super duper fupa. That's a chick to where like you couldn't fire man. Uh, Fireman take over her. Here's my question. How does she clean her parts that oh, some wrestling would Doc. get to? That's what it's just. Yes, yeah, she, she's. Uh, oh, man. I feel <laughs> like I'm body shaming. You are. Yeah. You're going uh-huh. to hell, both of y'all. Well, 
I'm not she going be, to hell. She should be ashamed. So she should be ashamed. This is 31 years ago. She might not even be alive now, man. Well, the diabetes got her foot for sure. Oh, that, that, that's nice. The sugars. The that's sugars, like Ron Wright said. Back in early Smoky Mountain. Oh, I got brother. The, sugar the sugars, brother. I got the sugars, brother. I see the, I see the, the poor old cripple old feeble old man, brother. The sugars are getting to me. I need I need my check. Okay. All right, let's keep going. Anything else from this poor Oh my God. That's terrible. Terrible. I can tell you what, there's not a lot in that crowd that are lookers. Well, I, I thought thought look at the sister holding on to Bobby. Wait, wait, wait. Look at the sister. She grabs Bobby and won't let him yeah. go. <laughs> look at that. Yeah, buddy. That's fantastic. Look at Bobby's like, Jesus Christ, get me out of here. That's she's messed mayonnaise. up. She's got mayonnaise fever. And Harper and I are fighting each other to get our next line out. Yeah. I just thought maybe that uh, Fulton would throw Tommy Rogers a rocket launcher into that fat thing's cunt. That's whoa. The fuck? (laughs) Harper. Are you going to let him get away with that? That's real classy. What are you, 12? Yeah. Oh, but I was 12. I didn't use that word. Oh, okay. All right. uh, Any other thoughts on the Fantastics who are about to defeat Curtis Thompson and Mike Jackson? No, I don't care about the wrestling. Yeah, I love how they, they. There's this one. You didn't share your screen with me, but I know exactly. I, I watched this like five times. There's this one little skinny guy in the front row that looks like he, you know, works at the fucking Circle K. And he totally just like you know he's got his hand out, and they're like, "Nah, bro." Yes, I saw. I know exactly what you're talking about. You're you're not a abroad. Yeah, he's in between the broads, and he's, like, putting his hand out, and both of them give him the nah, bruh. Yeah, fuck I'm off. Good. Right. Jesus. <laughs> let's go to let's go to Jim Cornette and the Midnight Express, who are cutting a promo after the Fantastics match. This man will be in a straitjacket! Let me tell you something right now! The Great American Bash is catching fire like wildfire all over the country. It's burning from one end to the other, and July the 10th, Baltimore, Maryland, is getting closer and closer and closer. The Fantastics are going to put the U.S. Tag Team title on the line against the Midnight Express. The loser gets 10 lashes. The winner gets the belt. But what's more, in a blatant, in an outright blatant attempt to humiliate me to make me look like an idiot, they're going to stick me in a straitjacket and hang me 50 feet in the air over that ring. Now, I realize, David, that you and Larry and Curly over there would love to see me in a straitjacket. And I realize the Fantastics and the NWA would love to see me in a straitjacket. But the American people are behind behind me, brother, just like they always are, and behind the Midnight Express, one of the most prestigious publications in America today, Pulitzer Prize winners in journalism, the Weekly World News, the first ones to break headlines like Adam and Eve found in Asia, World War II bomber plane found on the moon, 
Moon, injured UFO crew in Soviet hospital, and of course, Elvis is alive. He was seen at a Burger King in Kalamazoo, Michigan. These guys are on top of things, and right here in the latest issue, right here on the editorial page next to the science column where it says that an expert says dinosaurs honk like Buicks, it says that in a survey taken of the population of Butte, Montana, 95% of the people did not want to see Jim Cornette get put in a straitjacket, 2% did, and 3% were unavailable for comment. And brother, there you have it. But I don't care who's behind me, the American public or anybody else, as long as the Midnight Express is, and I'll tell you this fantastic after you have finished on July the 10th, humiliating me by putting me in a straitjacket. After you have finished on July the 10th, embarrassing me by putting me in that cage. And after you finished on July the 10th, petrifying me and scaring me to death by hanging me up in the air 50 feet over the ring. Well, then there's an old saying that goes like this, brother. He who laughs last, laughs best. And believe you me. When I'm hung up there after I've been petrified and humiliated and embarrassed. When I see the Midnight Express take those U.S. Tag Team title belts from you. When I see you get whipped like the dogs that you are. When I see that I'm hanging up there and I'm not there to be able to pull the Midnight Express off of you, brother. Then, Fantastics, I'm going to be laughing. I'm going to be laughing, and so is everybody else, because we're going to embarrass you and humiliate you. But for me to be put in a straitjacket and not be able to guide my great champions on a victory is ridiculous, David Crockett. Do you realize they never even tied my hands up when I was little? And I used to, I used to be hyperactive when I was a child, but I got all that taken care of with medication. But I'll tell you this, fantastic. We're going to get you one way or the other. I just hope I don't get hurt, Bobby. You know how long. All right, ladies and gentlemen, July 10th in Baltimore, he's going to be in a straitjacket. Let's go to the ring, The Rock and Roll Express. Doc, what do you have from Corny right there? He was great with the weekly world news, but when he was reading it, I kept thinking that Stan should be going in his deep stan filled voice. That's funny, Jimmy. That's funny. <laughs> I could just That's great, Jimmy. 3% were avail unavailable for comment. I mean, he's just really... I mean, it's the little touches that are perfect about it. Harvey, what you got? Yeah, I forgot about those stupid magazines. Jesus. They make, they, they make fucking PWI look like U.S. News and World Report. Yeah, I is that still around? They still had those by the groceries, by the checkout I, stands and shit? I've never paid it. I haven't paid attention, but now I'm going to look. I, I, but those... Doc hit the nail on the head. Those things used to make the PWI magazine look like, you know, Fuck it. News yeah. and the Wall Street Journal. Consumer Reports. I mean, I, I, I remember seeing one. It was, uh, it, it was like ten years ago when they captured Saddam when he was hiding in a spider hole yeah. in Iraq. It said, "Bat Boy helped Special Forces capture Saddam." And it you shows, can't prove you can't prove that he didn't. Right. And they got the fucking bat boys with the special forces and he's got like the the fucking M4 and and it's like what the what the fuck is this shit, man? <laughs> it's, dude, it's so it's so bad. I, I I remember like years ago. Remember that fir the first Men in Black movie? Yeah. And, oh. in uh what's his name's like uh Will Smith's like, "Well, where are we going to find such and such?" He goes, We'll check the we'll check the newspaper, and they go and they pick up like the 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 dirt I call it the dirt sheets, and he's like, 
He's like, this stuff's so weird. This is the true stuff when it comes to the aliens and stuff. It, I mean, come that, on, that's a great story, pal. You, you no, should tell more of those. No, no, no. What I'm saying is like, they're so it's so absurd. The stuff, like Harper said, what did he say? The Bat Boy found him, helped the U.S. Special Forces. Dude, if you Google like, Bat Boy, there's a whole a Wikipedia page, like his age and see. He was born in 1982. <laughs> Dude, those magazines used to be pathetic. Those were the real dirt sheets. Because they were stupid, is what I'm saying. Anyway, yes. so many stupid stories in them. But, uh, all right, anything else, Hopper? No. I mean, he, I've always, probably, has he ever had a heart attack? Who, Corny? Yeah. I don't think so. Cause he's he's really fucking fucking screaming his head off and his face is all red. I'm thinking he, he's probably what twenty something years old, fucking back then. He he's in his twenties right here. Yeah, and he's he's thirty. Uh, I forget his exact age when Smoky Mountain starts. So he's in his twenties here. Yeah, he, he's fucking energized. <laughs> He needs to stop watching AEW or he's going to have a heart attack. Yes. Just my thought. All right. Uh, Doc, anything from the Rock and Roll Express? Doc, did you mute yourself? They're not here to play because they're here to stay. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, Well, go back to 4405 and see if Morton hit that drop kick right. Probably didn't. No, the guy bumped too early. You said forty-four oh five. Yeah. You really messed that up, huh? No. Uh, okay. Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> he missed. <laughs> Everything was airtight. Everything was airtight you know, back then, brother. They show it in in the. Uh, we, we knew how to. Everybody knew how to work. Here it comes. We never, we never missed a spot, spot, brother. Everything was airtight. Jesus, kick the air! <laughs> uh, we romanticize it. Trust me, there were mistakes. There was mistakes, but it still all made sense. Right. Well, well yeah, you didn't have a 115-pound child. No. It was grown adult men that looked like it. But I, I had someone hit me up. Uh-oh. And they were like, so. Here we go. They're th- like, what do you think about the Young Bucks? I was like, you know, uh, I how don't. I think about them. And then they're like, so what do you think about Joey Ryan? And I said, I don't care what Joey Ryan does. So like, do you hate him? I was like, no, I don't. I, I don't. I don't care what he does. I've met Joey Ryan. I've been on shows with him. I don't, you know, he's a fucking regular guy. I shot the shit with him. I don't care if he does dig spots. I'm not going to watch it. It's not aimed towards me. And like, so you don't hate him. I was like, no, I don't give a fuck. And, that, what and that's does. the real problem here. These guys don't get any reaction. Yeah, and it's like so. Like, if I hate you, then I want to watch you. Like, I hate the Eagles, so I turn in to watch. I will watch games to watch the Eagles get beat. The <laughs> NFL wins. If it's if it's I don't know two teams that are sorry that I don't care about. I'm like, eh, 
Yeah, and then he's like, the so we think that's the real problem is we look at this shit that they're doing today and go, eh. And then he goes, so what do you think about Marco Stun? I was like, he's a fucking child. Yeah. And I'm like, well, what about Rey Mysterio? I was like, he's not Rey Mysterio. Yeah, Rey but Mys- I never I never liked Mysterio either because he was too small. How but about the thing that? is, Rey Mysterio looks like a, a smaller than average man. True. He doesn't look like a child. That's that's true. Dude, I will give Ray, you I'm so tired of that argument. And I wasn't, I'm not the biggest Ray Mysterio fan. But Ray, even when he was small, didn't look like a 115 pound no. kid. No, but he, he got he done in. Like he got an athlete. Done, yeah, but he got done in for me when Nash threw him into like a dart. Okay, but, Nash is seven feet tall, though. Yeah, I know. It made sense. I'm not saying that it's right. I'm saying that's what I'm. I believe, but Dude, and I'm you're six two, and Nash would tower over you. Nah, I'd cut chop him down to size real fast. Pat. Yeah, sure you would. Oh, you'll be done. Well, nowadays you can kick him in the knee, and he ain't gonna do nothing. But <laughs> sure. I mean, I'd fucking open up the white Lashley whoop ass on him, pal. I don't know. I didn't get into the whole Marco stunt thing, but I. I it just. Here's the like thing, kid, man. I ain't watching it anyway, so what do I care? Yeah, really. Here's here's a val- here's a valuable thing for everybody to know. If you don't like something, it's 2019. Turn that shit off and go do something else. For real, and that, that that's why I don't watch it. And they're like, "Oh well, you would probably like this guy." I said, "I don't give a fuck. I'm not watching it." <laughs> man, I barely have time to watch for all real. the wrestling that we cover. I don't have time to go watch other shit. Go ahead. At the NWA Power, I watched it last night at 5 in the fucking morning. Because if I don't watch it now, I'm not going to have fucking time. I I haven't had time this week to watch it. And I've been watching it on the treadmill. If I'm not watching this shit. Mike's got a Smoky Mountain sweatshop set up. Because he Uh doesn't court over the holidays the so i'm i'm super fucked lately but whatever okay. fucking scrooge mcduck motherfucker no wow. shit i fucking do this shit on christmas morning but he's all big fucking titty baby about everything he's full of bullshit with that let me tell you he's full of it but i'm not gonna tell his business as he's trying to be funny <laughs> ivan koloff and the russian assassin defeat uh with paul jones defeat larry davis and keith steinborn and then we get some news from the Row Warriors. And the news is the Warriors are, if I could get to it, we, we get a Great American Bash plug for one. Um, so, you know the Warriors, they were involved with the thing with the Powers of Pain, and they were supposed to be in a scaffold match. Remember that, Hopper? Yes. All right. Well, now, just listen to what the Warriors say. Here it is. Powers of Pain, Paul Jones, says his Russian assassin is bigger than the Road Warriors. You know something, David Truck? He may be bigger. He's 6'8", 350. That's okay. We faced big men in the past. But you know he's got to have it. He's got to have the hatred right here. We even hate a lot of Americans. And we especially do not like you have a call off or that stinking Russian assassin. You're going to find out what kind of hatred we've got built up in us when we get you on the Skywalkers. You know, David, the great American bash. we got Tower of Doom coming up, Baltimore, Maryland. 
a lot of people are going to feel a lot of pain from the Warriors. You know, Hawk and I, we are kind of chuckling back there. We listened to the Four Horses interview. We listened to Paul Jones out here. You know, it's kind of funny. We liked it. They show a lot of spunk. We're going to feel good kicking your teeth down your throat. Right, Hawk? You know something? When me and Animal were in St. Charles Reformatory beating up all those other kids, we were young men. See, we were never kids. They said, boys, it's got to stop. You should get in the ring and do it as professionals if you like it that much. Well, isn't it a fact that that's what we're doing now? And isn't it also a fact that we're the very best tag team in professional wrestling? Yes, it is a fact. It's a fact, because I said so. That's why this is the machine that drives professional wrestling. And this is the motor that tells the machine what to do. Precious Paul, number one manager of all time. Tell him, Paul. So the reason I wanted to play that was because you heard Animal mention the Tower of Doom. Now, the whole time they had been building up to the Skywalker's match with Powers of Pain, and then even it was going to be a replacement of the Russian assassin, it seemed like that's what we were going to have. But So just so everybody knows basically where Animal is going right there is, it's the Road Warriors, Jimmy Garvin, Ron Garvin, and Dr. Death Steve Williams with Precious. She's going to be on the on, on those guys' side. And they're going up against Al Perez, Ivan Koloff, Kevin Sullivan, Mike Rotunda, and the Russian Assassin in the Tower of Doom match. So, Why would you get involved with this if you don't get a piece of ass? Well, the powers of pain, my point being, completely just... Now we're a week ahead and everybody's like, all right, we're just going to throw the Roll Warriors into this Towers of Doom thing. Hey, guys. Mavericks are already up by three. Four. 82 and 0. We don't care. Season so, opener, pal. Hopper, any other th- any thoughts on the Warriors? Man, when I heard Hawk do that promo, I'm thinking this is what made me fall in love with wrestling as a kid. Everything about that was just fucking great. Beating up people at the reformatory. They're the fucking greatest tag team in pro wrestling. They're not, even the, they're not even the greatest tag team on this roster. Hopper, what do you think would happen? What do you think they do to monkeys in Malaysia? I haven't said that one in a while. But anyway, what do you think would happen if the Row Warriors went up against... The Young I'll, Bucks. I'll even give them the advantage. <laughs> the Young Bucks and Marco Stunt. Three on two. Destruction. It, it, it wouldn't last fucking five seconds. Who Could dies? Can you imagine from- that? That's like, <laughs> bro. That's like the Road Warriors versus, you know, the King working at McDonald's. Me and Harper. You might as well just Jesus Christ. This is why I I, I hate. I just don't want to watch it. I just don't want to watch it. This is, uh, whatever, man. Good Who thing it's not shit. The kid would die. Yeah, Marco Stunt would die. He'll probably die from fucking uh, SIDS. Okay. He'll probably Come die on. from SIDS because Come he's so on. fucking small. SIDS, Jesus. I wasn't expecting that. Yeah, no, right. huh? That's We're fucked terrible. up. 
by the way, I got a, I got an email recently. Uh, we need to stop burying uh, current what? wrestling from someone. Oh, really? I don't well, think we bury it. We just like we I don't like it a lot because we got to be positive about everything. This is a classic wrestling show. Well, no, I mean like Hopper went off on what he didn't like. I mean, it's not we like, like NW, we like NWA. They should do more of that. Yeah, that's fucking current. Yeah, yeah. Hey, we like some. We like some ROH. Yeah. I mean, fuck. If that's what you like, fucking rock it out. I I don't. And I try to explain to him, it's like country music. I like the country music that I grew up on because George Strait was a legit singing Texas cowboy. That's what George Strait was. Chris Ledoux was a legit mm. singing cowboy. These motherfuckers are just some fucking shithead with a $300 haircut and some fucking uh, affliction shirt talking about sitting on a tailgate, drinking his Bud Light all right. night. And fucking they, shit. What they, are, what they are is Def Leppard with a pedal steel guitar in it. Bro, for real. That's, 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 that's all it is. And that's how I look at this kind of wrestling. The Road Warriors are George Strait. They're, they're, they are real. They are the real deal. These assholes now are, are, are not believable. But what's funny about time is this. When the Road Warriors were out there doing that, the old timers from the 70s were like, these assholes are screwing up the sport. Yeah, they're probably like, oh, look at these big old gym rat motherfuckers. I could probably wrap that motherfucker up into a pretzel and have him screaming for his mama. Those big right. muscles don't mean shit. Right. Just remember this, guys. It ain't that fucking hard, guys. We ain't building a rocket. We're getting guys over in a fake fucking business. <laughs> Been a long time since we played that one, Doc, right? That's an oldie but a goodie. That oldie but goodie. There you go, Steven Javorski. You asked for a sound drop to come back. There you go. Just for you, my favorite Cleveland Browns fan. Maybe the only Browns fan I know. I don't know. All right. So while Harper was cutting his promo... Uh, and we heard from Kevin Sullivan telling us it ain't that fucking hard, guys. Uh, we got Dr. Death. He defeated Ryan Wagner. Then Dr. Death cut a promo about the Tower of Doom match. I had nothing from it. I know Hopper and Doc had nothing from it, too. No, we, football. We then, right. We get the Sheep Herders who defeat J.C. Wild and Danny Little. And then the show finishes with the Sheep Herders promo. And they say they're turning their attention to the Rock and Roll Express. And tell them they're going to get them to the or at the Great American Bash tour. Let me tell you something. They're not doing enough with the sheep herders. And that's just my personal opinion. I know they're on TV, but they're not involved in anything main. And these two guys can go and they're savages. And I really think, well, I know they fit well in a Southern wrestling promotion just based on what they did in UWF. But um, I don't know. I kind of feel like we see them, but nothing's really happening, at least as far as the Saturday night show. And with that said, Doc, I'm ask you if you've got anything from Dr. Death or the Sheep Herders. No. I like how the All Sheep right. Herders didn't call it the Great American Bash. They called it the, the uh, International Bash. Is that what they said? Yeah, because America sucks. Oh, oh come yeah. on. So, you, don't, you don't really believe that, do you, Harper? What? That America No. Yeah. Okay. It's beautiful. Right. What's the price of freedom? I right? don't want to get into this discussion. America's got a lot of problems, but it's far from the worst place on this planet. And that's Bruh, all people I'm say. that have no idea 
I, I've seen real poor in, in Mexico. The, they, people have no fucking idea how great oh, we got it. If you're bro. living around the world, bro, we're balling out over here. Yeah, yeah that's what I'm saying, yeah. man. But we I got remember issues. being in fucking outside Tijuana, and there's people literally living in sheds, like fucking tool sheds. And I said, bestia. I was like, what the fuck is that? It's like people live there. I was like, what the fuck? It was like legit, like metal tin roof sheds. And there's people living there with their wife and their fucking kids trying to fucking survive. And these assholes p- complain because they got a fucking Android phone instead of an iPhone. You or, know? Because we're, or because we're hard on the current wrestling product. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bruh, we got problems here. Don't get me wrong. And I don't want to get into them specifically. But we also... Doc, we cut a patron episode on it one time. We were talking about how lucky we are to just be able to get up in the middle of the night and turn on the the, the tap water. And Jesus, like... I got a buddy who moved to Mexico. He's some, doing some some work down there. And I said, man, what do you do for? Do you get used to the water? And he goes, Nah, man. Even the locals don't drink it. I'm like, What's the point then? Jesus Christ! Damn. All right. So, Doc, I know you got to get wrapping up soon because you got some little children to tend to. Uh, with that said, uh, how about we rate this thing and give out a Rolex? Uh, Doc, you go first with the rating. I got to tell you, this episode went up as as we got everybody into the booth here and the BTT boys started talking about it. I had it rated pretty low, and, and I got to say it improved that hour long, man. The Braves are a savior, though. Uh, give me <laughs> Dale Murphy give me, for president, baby. <laughs> give me, give me a B. I'm gonna give it a B too. What you gonna give it, Hopper? I'll give it a B. I mean, it's a half an hour. It, 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 I mean, uh, it's only an hour. It, it gets a B just for that. Yep. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, Hopper. I'm sorry, Doc. Uh, who do you want to give your Rolex to? I think I'm going to have to go with Corny on this one. He was – he brought out props. Yeah. And he was great. I'm going to give mine to Arn, and it's because of the line he said when he told us, when you go into the bash tour and you come out with your hide, it's a major accomplishment. <laughs> Arn Anderson's the greatest. It's amazing. It's amazing that you'll give him that as down on him as you are these days because he he was upset about Kevin Nash still. We got to talk about that one day. Okay. Uh, I wouldn't say down on him, but we need to talk about something that was said. Harper, wh- who are you giving yours to? I'm giving mine to Rick. All right. It's very beginning. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. All right, well, um, you know, tonight we were... Be blessed and be a blessing. Hey, oh, Budro. Yeah. it fired up. All right, so uh, uh, before we get out of here, special shout-out to the wrestling podcast about nothing with ROH's Brian Malonis and Mike Crockett. They do their show every single Monday. Check them out. Uh, just search WPAN or Wrestling Podcast About Nothing. They do classic and current stuff. And also check out Our Vantage Point, the Retro Wrestling Podcast with Joe Morata and Michael Quinn, the northern version of BTT. Slightly classier, a little bit more professional, but still fun nonetheless. They support us. Please support them. Hopper, Wildcat Sports, what's the date? November 3rd. 
at the Pontchartrain Center. Pontchartrain Harlem Train Heat Center, will be bitches. there. I saw Carlito's been added to the card. Yeah, MVP go. can't make it. I saw that. So uh, MVP can't make it, but Carlito's been added. We got the Harlem Heat will be there. Uh, it's the finals of the Wildcat Tag Team Tournament. So lots going on. The Revolution Rumble will be taking place the 5th or 6th annual Percy Pringle uh, Revolution Rumble. It's it's always a great event, the Revolution Rumble. It is it is it is the premier card for Wildcat each and every year. Next to X-rated where, you know, it's just balls to the wall and anything goes. So there you have it. Um Harper, did I miss anything related to Wildcat? Anything else you want to plug because this is the last show that will air before the Wildcat uh, Revolution Rumble card. No, that's it. Fucking show up. There you, there you go. go. Wildcatsports.com or Wildcat Sports and Entertainment on Facebook for your tickets. All your ticket needs. Uh, as Harper always says, it's not that hard, Mike. Don't say Facebook.com slash Wildcat. Yeah, just... fuck that slash hashtag. Man, just go on fucking Facebook and look. <laughs> just go in there and put in the promo code, I love little children. And wait, what? Yeah, I think it's tiny something, right? Tiny something. Well, I tell you what, um, I didn't mention this this episode, but please use, it is the holidays. They are upon us, whatever holiday you celebrate. Tinyurl.com slash BTT Amazon. So if you're doing Christmas or Hanukkah or, or Kwanzaa Kawanza. or whatever you do. No one uh, does Kwanzaa. I think they died off, huh? Yeah. Wow. It's tinyurl.com slash BTT Amazon. It is a great way to support this show without spending anything extra. And Doc, tell them what to do with that link as it pertains to the wives, girlfriends, hoes, and side pieces in your life. Go grab that bitch by the scruff of the neck and drag her over to the computer and say, This is what you need to do, you fucking whore. Yeah. Jesus Clock in, Christ. bitch. Wow. And if Make you've got a little and if you've got a little extra money. Go to tinyurl.com slash BTT because that is the only place you'll be able to get the Great American Bash pay-per-view that is coming up in another week. Um, now, Doc, do you have anything else? No, we need to go. Harper, yeah. what about you? No. All right, I got an oldie but goodie for you here, Doc. Yeah, I say, baby's got a pot roast on. <laughs> yeah. We would like to thank the great Robert Fuller for uh, Baby's Got a Pot Roast on. With that said, uh, Offer, hit the tagline and uh, take us home, man. Book it, bitch.
Before we get out of here, I want to say thank you to all of our patrons out there for supporting this show and making this show possible twice per week, every single week with the Smoky Mountain shows and the NWA shows. And um, I mean, look, I know you get extra shows, but ultimately, when you are a patron for us and support us on Patreon, we thank you because it does help the eight free shows as well. So I know we do extra stuff, but with that said, patrons out there such as yourself, thank you for for being patrons. And if you're not one, remember, become one at tinyurl.com slash patreonbtt. Over 200 plus episodes are available on Patreon for you to enjoy and listen to you. Listen to extra stuff that we've done, wrestling stuff, non-wrestling stuff. And when I say non-wrestling stuff, it's nothing political or social things in the world. It's just Harper, Doc, and I having tons of fun talking about just utter stupidity uh, for entire episode. So that's that's what you have to look forward to. There's a lot there. The Dallas Cowboys ring rat house. Hopper talking about the worst places to take a dump. So much stuff that's available on Patreon. Now, I also want to say a special shout out to our, our Hall of Fame Patreon members. Don Dippinett, uh, Lee Russell, MDQ for Life, George Davis, Kevin Carter, Michael Angel, Bob Richards, Rocky Swayzo, Christopher Champer, Will Harkey, Robbie Dyson, Rick Beebe, Brad Dunife, and Tom Schlegel, Coach Joey Chase, a.k.a. Willie Chase, Steve Malbasa, LaRon Brown, Kenny Byersdorf, Glenn Abbott at GA Russell Nut on Twitter, Bobby Murray, Marlon Mueller at, at Half Points Point on Twitter. Keep cutting those promos, kid! You're the man, Marlon. Thank you, man. I appreciate your support. Long time. Josh Warren, you too. Long time supporter. Everett Starr, Mike Childry, Kyle Riley, Disrespectfully Classy, Marky Blassy, Craig Norman, Johnny on Patreon, The Great John Dean at YRC21 on Twitter, Josh Dunn, Ryan and Auburn, Good Old Justin, Robert Smith, Joseph Ice, Tim Morecci, the BTT Research Department, Adam Price, Brian Evans, Mark Wilson, Armando Martinez, David Jordan, Jesse Jacobs, Chris Myers, Gerald Green, Mitchell Johnson, Mike Prue from the Bottom Line cast. Make sure you all check that show out. Him and JV do a great job. And Mike Prue is also uh, a co-host on the ECW Extreme Live cast on our Patreon feed. Will Parker, Jeremy Bryant, Classy Alex, David DeVries, SV Pagem, Bill Sousa, Big Rich at Spyboy Sports Cap, Ari Miller 39, Jay Shiny, Ruben Espinosa, Merciless Jones, Jesse Lucas, Chris Browning, Justin underscore Andretti, Co-Many22, Marty Howell, T-Hog94, Godbold Unreal. Thank you for all of your support. And lastly, like always, thank you to everyone. Uh, oh, I can't forget. Check out the Bottom Line cast with Mike Pru and JV. They have a podcast series where they're getting close to the end, but they've chronicled the career of Stone Cold Steve Austin month by month and on a weekly basis. It's a really good show. They basically just go through Stone Cold's entire career. I say entire career. It's mostly his WWF stuff, but Mike and JV also do the ECW show uh, on our Patreon feed and that show they do on their free feed. Uh, just search the Bottom Line Wrestling Cast on or go on to Twitter at Bottom Line Cast and you can find them. Thank you everyone for all of your support. That's it. We're going to get out of here. You know what Harper always says when he get out of here. When we get out of here, book it, bitch.